In Luke chapter 18, verse number 35, the Bible said, And it came to pass that as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before him rebuked him that he should hold his peace, but he cried so much the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Verse number 40. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What will that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Jesus saith unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people when they saw it, gave praise unto God. Father, I pray this morning in Jesus' name, God, that you would touch us and help us these next few moments. Lord, we know that we're powerless without you. We know that, Lord, we cannot perform in the mechanics of the flesh will never do anything of any eternal value. And so, God, we ask you this morning to give us liberty and vocabulary. I pray the Holy Spirit would touch us this morning. As the Word of God goes forth, may it go forth like a hammer in the hearts and the souls of men. Lord, help us to receive with meekness the engrafted Word. And, Father, I pray that you would receive maximum glory this morning. May we not do anything that would grieve the Holy Spirit, but, oh, God, may you be pleased and may you be praised. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to preach a few minutes this morning on this subject, blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. That is the character that is in our story this morning. And may I say that he is not a fictional character, but Bartimaeus is an actual person. I believe the word of God is true. Somebody say amen. I do not think this morning that this is some storybook or some made up book this morning, but I believe every bit of the word of God, every jot, every tittle, every story, every principle, every precept, it is the word of God, amen? And friend, if you get saved this morning, you'll have to believe that God's word is the final authority in your life. When you think about this story this morning, uh, I thought about the songwriter. When he pinned down the words, oh, what a difference when Jesus passed by. And that's what Jesus does in this text here. He passes by Bartimaeus' way. And oh, what a difference when Jesus passed by. I want you to notice this morning seven things here in this text concerning blind Bartimaeus. I want you to see, first of all, I want you to notice in verse number 35, Bartimaeus' condition. The Bible tells us here, in verse number 35, that it came to pass that as he was come nigh unto Jerusalem, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. When you think about the condition of Bartimaeus this morning, the Bible is clear in verse number 35 that he was blind. I thought about how that the Holy Spirit works as Brother Danny was teaching Sunday school this morning and he was talking about how that when we don't add to our faith, how that even we that are saved can get to the place in our life where that the Bible says that we cannot see, we're blind and cannot see afar off. Well, Bartimaeus, was, he was physically blind, but also he was spiritually blind. And so his condition is that he is a blind man physically, but more so, he is a blind man spiritually. Do you realize this morning, that's exactly the way every one of us was before we got saved, amen? We were all blind, wasn't we? And when I think about his condition this morning, 
I see that Bartimaeus was blind. I see secondly, not only was he blind, but notice his condition, he was begging. The Bible said in verse 35 that he sat by the wayside begging, amen? Bartimaeus was a beggar. And you know, every sinner without God this morning, that's exactly what we were and what we are. We're just a blind man. We were a blind man before we got saved, but we were a beggar going through life with no satisfaction and no peace in life. Do you know this morning, the world cannot satisfy. The world will leave you begging. The devil will leave you on the wayside, just like Bartimaeus a begging. So my friend, when I think about sinners this morning, I think about how that they try everything the world has to offer, but it leaves them empty on the inside. Alcohol and drugs and my friend, riotous living and living out in this world, it doesn't do anything but leave you empty on the inside. It doesn't bring any lasting joy or any lasting peace and every sinner without Jesus Christ is just a beggar this morning. Bartimaeus is blind. Bartimaeus is a beggar. But then I want to say this morning, Bartimaeus was a bother. Society wanted nothing to do with Bartimaeus. Society, my friend, wanted nothing to do with him. They just let him sit by the wayside. Religion passed him by. Religion cannot save a person this morning. Religion cannot put any peace in a person's heart. I think about that man that went down to Jericho who left Jerusalem and thieves fell upon him. The Bible said that he lay there in his own in his own distress and in his own problem and the Levi and the priest came by and they just passed him by. That's what religion will do for you, friend. It'll leave you as empty as the devil and as hell itself will. I'll tell you what people need today is they don't need a new leaf, they need a new life. Amen. Uh, They don't need a new plan, they need a new person. Amen. What you need this morning, my friend, is not religion, but you need salvation. Amen. And I want to say though he was a bother uh, to society, society wanted nothing to do with Bartimaeus. So he's blind. He's a beggar. He's a bother. But also in this text, I see that Bartimaeus was a believer. Bartimaeus, though society wanted nothing to do with him, somewhere he heard the story about Jesus Christ. He heard about Christ and who he was and what he could do. And faith was in his heart. I see his condition. But I see in verse 36 and 37 his curiosity. As the Bible said that in hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. When you think about Bartimaeus this morning, we see his condition, but we also see his curiosity. You see, he was interested in the multitude. As the Bible said that he heard the multitude pass by. He wanted to know what the fuss was all about. He wanted to know what the crowd was all about. He was curious. I want to say this morning, sinner, if God ever saves you, he'll have to get your attention like he got Bartimaeus' attention. Amen. I mean, as long as you come to church and you're not interested and you're not listening and you're not looking, uh, I'll tell you, friend, there's no hope for you. But if you'll turn your heart and if you'll turn your ear toward God and if you'll say, God, I want help and I want you to do something in my life. Uh, He is interested in you this morning. Amen. You know, you can witness to people and when you witness to them, there's a lot of people we talk to today that when we witness to them, and I'm sure you can testify to this, 
you can find out they're not interested. Or you can tell that when you talk to them, they're not listening. And it takes the Holy Ghost to get a man's attention. You'll be here this morning, you may be hearing me preach, but I'll tell you more than hearing what I have to say, you need to hear what the Holy Spirit would say to your heart this morning. And if he knocks on your heart and deals with your heart, it may only be one part of the, the sermon that speaks to you. Brother Danny was teaching Sunday school and I was listening to the lesson this morning and all of the lesson was good and I was getting help from all of it. But when he got down to the very end in the last 60 seconds of his lesson, God spoke to my heart about something personal and he gave me something that, that helped me right there and the whole lesson was good. But the sermon in that lesson that was given this morning for me as an individual was in the very last part. You see, you never know when and how the Holy Spirit is gonna speak to you in a service. That's why you don't need to get your mind on something else. You you don't need to get your thoughts on something else. You don't need to think, well, so-and-so needs this or so-and-so needs that. No, you need to be listening for one thing, not what Brother Gravely is saying, but what is God trying to say to you personally? You say, well, I'm saved, preacher, and you're preaching to the lost. I'll tell you, God's big enough to take a sermon on salvation and speak to every one of us this morning if we will turn our ears toward him, amen. Bartimaeus, I see his curiosity. Do you want God to do something in your life this morning? Do you want God to help you? Do you want God to speak to you this morning? Are you listening to what the Holy Ghost would say? He was interested in the multitude. He was interested in the meaning. He asked, the Bible said, what it meant. That's what verse 36 says. That The Bible says, hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. He wanted to know what the fuss was about. What is the crowd gathering in? He was interested in the multitude, in the meaning. And then notice, they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. I want to tell you Bartimaeus was not just interested in the multitude and the meaning of that multitude but in his curiosity he was interested in the master. Amen. When he heard that Jesus passed by it got his attention. Amen. I want to say to you this morning if you're interested in the master the master is interested in you. Amen. If you want to be saved I got good news for you. He wants to save you this morning. Amen. If you'll run to him, he'll run to you. Hallelujah. You might be here and say, well now preacher, I didn't come to get saved. I want to tell you none of us planned on getting saved. I've met a few people that got up and said I'm going to church and getting right with God. And that is true in some people, but most people's life, they went to church not planning on getting saved. You know what happened? They went to church because somebody invited them. They went to church to get somebody off their back. They went to church just to make somebody happy. They went to church to meet a girl or to meet a boy or whatever the case may be. They just went to church. But what happened to them was that somebody else showed up that morning or that night at church that they didn't plan on being there and that was God, amen. I wanna say he's here this morning and I believe with all of my heart he's interested in sinners that are in the house of God. Uh, the question is, uh, are you interested in hell? Are you interested in escaping hell? Are you interested in missing hell? Are you interested, my friend, in going to heaven this morning? I'm telling you, friend, if you'll just open your heart uh, and let God in, uh, he'll save your soul this morning. Bartimaeus' condition. I see his curiosity. 
And then I see his cry. Notice verse number 38. The Bible said, and he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Y'all want to say he cried for mercy this morning. As the Bible says it here, Bartimaeus is crying out. He wants one thing from God. He wants God to look upon him and to show him mercy. I want to say this morning, I need the mercy of God. Don't you? Woe unto the man or the woman this morning that does not think they need the mercy of God. Woe unto the man or the woman this morning my friend that would say God leave me alone don't talk to me I want to say this morning you don't need to listen to the devil you don't need to listen to any other voice but you need to listen to one voice and that's the voice that can show you mercy this morning I'm saying Bartimaeus is crying out for mercy amen you say preacher if I went to that altar to get saved I don't even know what I'd say I can tell you what to say Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You know what's in the Bible? Two men went up to the the house of God to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other one was a publican. The Pharisee listed all the good things he had done, and God never even heard his cry. That, That publican, the Bible said he wouldn't so much as even lift up his head. He had his head down. You know why his head was down? Because he was humble. He realized he didn't deserve anything. He didn't deserve to be there. I don't know what prodded him to go to the house of God. I don't know what moved him to go to church that day. But for whatever reason, that publican is standing off to himself while the Pharisee is listing all the religious things that he has done. That publican wouldn't so much as even lift up his head. But he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that he went down to his house justified. And do you know who said that in the Bible? It was Jesus, amen. It was the Son of God. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you'll cry out for mercy, God will save your never dying soul. If you'll ask him for forgiveness this morning, I don't care how wicked you be, I don't care how far out in sin you be, I don't care how many chains of sin are on you this morning, if you'll reach out to God, he'll reach further down than what you can ever reach up. He'll lift you out of the dung hills of this whole world. He'll unloose and lock the shackles of sin. And as she's saying this morning, he'll set your spirit free. You can be born again. I'm telling you this morning, Bartimaeus cried for mercy. Hallelujah. And then he cried for a miracle. He needed a miracle because he couldn't see. If a blind man walked in here this morning and came to this altar and said, God, I want you to grant me my sight. How many of us, you don't have to raise your hand. I wonder how many of us this morning would agree for that man to be able to see. It'd be a miracle. It wasn't no doctor could help him. It wasn't no prophet could heal him. That's a messianic miracle. What that means is, is that Israel knew that when one came, and he could open the eyes of the blind. What that meant was, he wasn't just an Old Testament prophet. He wasn't a priest, but he was the Messiah. 
Israel knew that when the Messiah come, one of the miracles that Messiah would do is that he would have the ability to open the eyes of the blind. Now I'm gonna tell you when Jesus opened his eyes, he opened the eyes of every Jew that was standing there around that day for they saw him for who he really was. They knew he's only one can open the eyes of the blind and that's the Messiah. And I wanna say when he cried out for a miracle, oh Bartimaeus got more than what he bargained for, hallelujah. He didn't just get his physical sight, but thank God he got his spiritual sight. I'm getting ahead of myself this morning, but I just can't help it, amen. I'm gonna tell you the day I got saved, all I wanted to do was to miss hell, but I got so much more than getting out of hell, hallelujah. I got heaven too, amen, and I got him. I got a friend that'll stick closer than a brother. I got somebody that said I'll go with you always, even to the end of the world. I got a shepherd, a buckler, a shield, a strong and mighty tower. I got someone that's fairer than 10,000. I got the sweet rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright morning star of my God, of my refuge, my savior. I found a lily in the valley, hallelujah. Isn't it good to be saved? Oh, what a miracle. I'd escape the flames of the damned, but what another miracle to walk the streets of gold one day, hallelujah. Woo! Isn't it good to be saved? Brother, I felt about 10 acres of heaven drop down in the recesses of my soul right now. I'm telling you, I know you're not saved on feelings, but it sure does feel good to be born a kid. I'm telling you, it's better than the bottle. It's better than dope. I'd rather be on hope as to be on dope this morning. It's just good, my friend, to be out of sinking sand and to be on a solid foundation this morning. Bartimaeus, he cried for a miracle. He cried for the Messiah. Notice what he said. He said, Jesus, that'd have been enough, wouldn't it? Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I'm gonna tell you why Bartimaeus got saved. Because he called on the name that could save you. He didn't call on the Pharisees. He didn't call on the Sadducees, the scribes. He didn't call on the name of religion. He didn't call my friend on his name. But Bartimaeus called on the only one in the crowd that could ever help him. Oh, hear me, sinner, this morning. If you get saved, you can't come in your own name. You can't come in the name of the church. You can't come in the name of the preacher. But if you get saved, you're gonna have to call upon that name that is above every name. That's the name of Jesus. That every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you get in, you'll have to get in in Jesus' name, hallelujah. If you call on Jesus, you can get saved. Songwriter said, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. I like that old song, Bartimaeus' cry. Then in verse 39, I see his conflict. You see, when you call on Jesus' name, there's gonna be a battle. And the Bible says in verse number 39, and they which went before rebuked him. 
that he should hold his peace, but he cried so much the more. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. You see in this text, the crowd tried to stop him. They tried to silence him. They tried to stand between him and Jesus. Bartimaeus couldn't find God in that crowd. It was so big. Jesus could have been standing right next to him, Brother Barnes, but he wouldn't have known where he was because he couldn't see. He was blind. He couldn't see. His eyes would not lead him. He couldn't find his way to Christ. So the only thing he could do with that crowd standing between him, you know the world will always try to stand between you and you getting to God, amen. The world will always try to silence you. They'll always tell you to be quiet. Uh, they'll tell you don't call on Jesus. Uh, them voices will say don't listen to him. Uh, uh, don't call on him. Uh, I'll tell you what Bartimaeus knew. He thought if I get to Jesus, uh, there's only one way I'm gonna get to Jesus. Uh, uh, Jesus is gonna have to come to where I'm at uh, uh, because I'll never be able to find him on my own. Uh, I can't see anything. Uh, and so he used the only thing he had uh, when he didn't have his sight. Uh, he used his voice. Hey, man, he lifted up his voice. I want to tell you, friend, you're lost. And you say, I can't find him. I can't see him. I don't know where he's at. If you'll do what Bartimaeus did, if you'll lift your voice up, he'll hear your cry. And my friend Bartimaeus said, while the world said, be quiet. Oh, Bartimaeus said, I will not. He said, I'll cry in hopes that he hears my cry. You know, God hears the cry of sinners. I've seen them get saved. You have too. Big sinners, little sinners. Doesn't make no difference. We're all sinners. Good sinners, bad sinners. Sinners have to be saved. You say, well, I'm, I'm not a bad person. That just means you're a good sinner. Amen. Well, I've not, I've not done anything real big, no, but you're, you're just a little sinner going to hell. Still gonna burn like everybody else. We all come out of the same pit. Somebody say amen. I don't care if you come from the right side or the wrong side of the tracks, amen. We're not talking about the tracks. The tracks don't lead to heaven, amen. They all lead to hell. And every sinner is on a fast track to hell if they don't get saved. And Bartimaeus said, I'm just gonna cry with everything I got. And I wanna tell you, he cried out to God and the crowd tried to stop him. Don't you let the world drag you to hell. Don't you let the world keep you in the pew. Don't you let what other people say or do keep you from getting born again. Amen. Had a man tell me one time, he said, I'm not going to ever get saved. He said, I'm not never going to go to church. He said, because the church is full of hypocrites. How many of y'all heard that? I said, sir, one more ain't going to hurt us. That's what I told him. He said, I've never been a hypocrite. I said, you just been one right now. Every man's had hypocrisy in their life. Let God be true. And every man a liar. Brother, for me to stand here this morning and to say to you that I've never pretended to be something I'm not would be a lie. Not proud of it. Sure don't want to boast about it this morning. But I'm telling you, and listen, before you get on your high horse, uh, same thing's true about you that's true about me. Hey, man, I'm telling you, that's just the flesh this morning. We want people to think we're something that deep down we're really not. God knows what we are. He knows we're just dust. Hey, man, underneath that suit and that tie and that nice dress uh, uh, that we're wearing this morning, uh, I'm telling you, just an old, dirty, rotten, hell-deserving sinner that if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, 
Jesus Christ. We'd have no hope without God. But I'm glad that one day I came down an aisle just as I am, made my way to God, fell on my knees, and said, oh God, if you'll have me, I'll take you, amen. And the best way I knew how, I cried out to God, and he saved my soul. I'm telling you, you don't gotta go to hell. You can go to heaven. You can get rescued if you'll come this morning. Hallelujah. I see his cry, I see his conflict, and then I see his call. Look at verse 40. The Bible said that Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him. He showed interest in stopping and sending someone. And then even what he's going to say to him in verse 41, he said but to Bartimaeus, what will that I should do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Now listen to me. If you get saved, you're going to have to do what Bartimaeus did. You're going to have to be honest about what the real need is in your life. Brother, I cannot tell you how many people I've watched come down this aisle and even in other places. And I've watched people get under conviction. The Holy Ghost deal with their heart. Him come down that aisle weeping and get right down here when they get on their knees, I usually always ask them, I say, what'd you come for? You'll be surprised how God will deal with people and they'll get right here all the way on their knees and they'll back up on God. They won't get honest. They'll say, well, I, I just come because, you know, I, I just need to pray. No, that's not being honest. It's not revealing your need. Well, and, and I've had people come down here under conviction. I, I, don't, I can't see nobody's heart, but the Holy Spirit will speak to a pastor, a preacher. And I've seen people come down there and knowing they need to get saved. And they get down here on the altar and, and before you can even talk to them, now, now I'm saved. Well, if you're so defensive, if you're saved, why are you so defensive about it? Somebody asked me today if I'm saved, it ain't going to offend me one bit. You've got to come down here and put a disclaimer before you pray then you probably need to get saved. But old Bartimaeus said, Lord, Jesus said, what would, I believe the Holy Spirit right now is walking up down the aisles of this church. And he's speaking to people, and here's what he's saying. What do you need? Won't you be honest about it? What do you need? What do you need this morning? God's not the author of confusion. You can sit there and debate it all day long, but I'll tell you, if you're desperate and you want to know the Holy Ghost to pull that curtain back in your soul, he'll say, here's what you need. Bartimaeus said, Lord, all I want to do is see. I want to receive my sight. You want God to save you? You want him to pull them scales off center? You can't see this morning. You're looking at things through blinded eyes. Why well, I just don't see what the fuss is about. I don't see why everybody's so concerned about me. I don't see why everybody witnesses to me. I don't see why everybody's all the time trying to get me to church or, or they're all the time trying to talk to me. I know you can't see. You're blind is what it is. But if you come to Jesus and say, oh God, I'm blind, I can't see. Would you show me the way? I'm telling you, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm telling you, friend, if you'll take your blinded eyes and put blind faith in a holy God, he'll open your 
your eyes and you can see again and be born in the family of God. Amen. I see his call, his confession. Look, did he get saved? Look what he said. That I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, receive thy sight. You know this morning God will give you exactly what you're asking for if you'll ask him this morning. He said to him, he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. His conversion produced faith. It produced fruit in his life. It produced faithfulness. The Bible said in verse 43 that he followed him. And I'll tell you what else it produced. It produced some feelings. The Bible said that Bartimaeus glorified God. You know, I think when people get saved, they'll give God the glory, don't you? There's no such thing as a silent witness. When you get in the family of God, you won't tell somebody about it. When you get in the family of God, you'll, you'll want to tell others about, about how you got saved and what Jesus did for you. And I'm not saying that we haven't failed in witnessing. We all would testify to that, that we've got cold feet at times. But the truth of the matter is, I want to be identified as a child of God, don't you? I want the world to look at me and say that, hey, he's a child of God. He belongs to God. I don't want to be identified with the devil's crowd. Somebody say amen right there. I don't want to live like they live. I don't want to do the things that they're doing. I don't want to go the places they're going. Is that right this morning? Uh, there was a time in my life when I did. I wanted to live like the world. I wanted to do what the world was doing. I didn't want anything to do with God. I didn't want anything to do with salvation. I didn't want nothing to do with church. Uh, uh, but when I got born again, it was a transformation took place on the inside. Uh, and I can't help it. Amen. Uh, I just want to be here. Don't you? Uh, I don't care where I'm at or what I'm doing. Uh, I want to hook up uh, uh, with, a, with God's people. Amen. I'm telling you, if I went to Africa, I'd want to find me a group of people that were born again and I'd want to hook up with them and worship. And if there wasn't nobody, I'd want to preach a gospel and pray somebody got saved, wouldn't you? I'm talking about there's something on the inside that makes you want to hook up. My friend, conversion makes a difference, amen. People say, well, if you get saved, you can't do this and you can't do that. Oh, you can you pay a high price for it. But what they don't understand, it's not a matter of whether you can or you can't. When you get saved, you don't want to. Amen. Brother, I'm telling you, when I, before I got saved, I thought, well, I don't want to sing them songs. I want to sing these songs. I don't want to live that life. I, I, want, to, I want to live this life. I, and then I thought when I got under conviction, I thought, well, I can't never live a Christian life. I can't ever live the way those people are living and that's true, you can't. But what I didn't realize was when I got saved, I wanted to live like they're living and I did want to live the way I used to want to live. I'm telling you when God saves you, he'll say he'll change the want to in you and when the want to changes, guess what? What you can't, he can live through you. I'm talking about that's a true conversion. Is my friend when you turn your back on the things you used to be or the things you you wanted to be. Maybe you never got out there, but you wanted to go that way. But when you got saved, oh, what a difference when Jesus passed by. Bartimaeus got converted. Now here's a question this morning. Are you going to get converted? You got an opportunity this morning, friend. Whether you're a visitor or a member, I don't want to see anybody go to hell. It's getting harder to get people to get saved. The gospel hadn't changed. 
the hearts of men have. People today are so cold in this world. Perhaps you're here this morning and you say, I want nothing to do with it. Please, please listen to me. Don't turn Jesus away. He's the only one that'll be able to save your soul from hell. I want to say to you this morning, I don't want to see one person in this building go to hell. If you're here this morning, I don't care if you're young, middle-aged, or elderly. We don't want to see you go to hell. It's now or never, friend. You say, preacher, I, I can't go down there. I'd rather come down here than to go to hell. Well, I'd be embarrassed. Five seconds in hell, you won't care what nobody in this building thought about you. <laughs> Brother Gravely, if I came this morning, would Jesus save me? Oh, he'll save you. Jesus will take you just the way you are this morning. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. I don't care who you are this morning. If you'll put your faith in Christ, he'll save you. He'll save you this morning. Oh, I pray, Lord Jesus, I pray this morning. Dear God, you're the only one that can smote a heart. You're the only one that can open eyes. And I pray this morning, as we give this invitation, may the Holy Ghost do the work that no man can do. God, I pray that you would still every heart. I pray you'd push back the evil forces of hell. Save those souls in this building that need to be saved. Lord, give them the humility to step out from their seat and come and be born again as we stand this morning. All over the house, our heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Christians are praying. If you're a child of God, I want you to pray. If you're lost, I want you to come. I want you to come. Be saved this morning. Would you come while we sing, Brother Brian?